Welcome to the Clear-Headed Podcast. I'm Kate Madry, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. This is the podcast that drops in on people's moments of clarity surrounding their sobriety. Super LA of me, but I like to start every episode with a deep breath in. So if you're driving to work or you're on your way to run some errands or maybe you're in bed getting ready to wind down, let's just start with a deep breath in and out. Okay, let's get clear-headed. Sobriety isn't linear. We've talked about it a lot on other episodes, but for Jessica Jabolt, founder of A Sober Girl's Guide, it's a statement that summarizes her story. We discuss a lot in this episode, how she built her company, where it started, and incredible insights she's learned along the way. She juggled sobriety for 10 years, and something clicked for Jessica in the last five. She found the balance that works for her and many others to stay sober. Let's drop into where she was five years ago. I had been going to AA and trying to do like 12 steps because, you know, back in the day, totally age myself that was the only really available option yeah it was only the kind of thing that was like out there it wasn't for me I think it's great and I'm not knocking it I'm not you know I think the structure is fantastic I just don't like to live in the past yeah straight up I don't need to be kind of ruled by fear I think we have enough fear as it is it's 2022 like we're good Yep. I don't need to be told if I drink, I'll die or like, yeah. you know, who knows what could happen. And for me, honestly, death isn't really a threat. Tell me that everyone else is going to die and then, I, then I'd do something. But yeah, wow. <laughs> that's a whole other episode. I mean, I, I'm not afraid of death. Are you? Um, I don't know what changes for me. Okay. I don't know. That is another episode. Jeez, it's so heavy. You know, and death is the one <laughs> thing we all have in common. And so is oh, birth. Yeah. Birth, life, and death. That's what yeah. we all and have. Taxes, and taxes. And taxes. Yeah. And taxes. And love. Love, yeah. too. Hopefully. Hopefully everybody yeah. gets that in their life. Wait, why are you not afraid of death? I think if I were to die, like, today or tomorrow or in the near future, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't regret anything. I have literally said I've done everything that I've, you know, up until this point, feel that I need to be said and expressed and... I feel like I've done up to this point. I mean, of course, there's always things that I'm working on and would love to happen. But if this was the last day, I think I would I would be really happy and, and proud. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah. Was that always the case in your life? No. Okay, so no. How, did, no, no, no. how did you get there? Before sobriety, I was always waiting for someone to kind of save me, for lack of better words, you know, like, yeah. when is this going to change? Like, is this it what this is my life this kind of sucks well it doesn't kind of suck it totally sucked but to the exterior and to other people I mean I'm assuming you're talking about when you were a DJ and you had like a very kind of different lifestyle obviously than you do today yeah a little diff (laughs) diff. (laughs) to people around you what did your life seem like do you know like perspective wise oh my god everyone thought I was so cool like (laughs) well you are so come on I was living like in LA I was a DJ I yeah it seemed like to everyone I was living the dream yeah I'm like yeah DJing's cool 
like, I mean, any career is cool, right? Like right. being an actress, living in LA, like everything is cool. Right. If you think it's cool. Right. If you do not think it's cool, it doesn't matter how many people could be validating the coolness around you. It's not cool. When you were going through it, though, did you know mm. that it wasn't cool? Or were you under the kind of like, oh, this must be cool. I feel shitty, but everybody else is saying this is cool. And everybody else is yeah. saying I'm living this awesome life. So this must be what an awesome life is. And I hate it. Totally. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I felt, you know, kind of this sense of guilt. Like, why Why don't I? Or like, am I just such a stubborn brat? Like, is my life Aww. so hard? why am I not happy? Like everyone else thinks this is like so cool. And I def I definitely struggled with like bringing to that self-awareness of this just wasn't for me. It's not that it's not cool. It's just not, not my jam. Just like date, like dating people like, oh, they could be like, oh my God, he's so hot or she's so hot. And like, okay. But like, I don't feel that way. Right. So yeah, it, it was a huge part of building that self-awareness to figure out like why wasn't this cool for me and it wasn't like this huge answer it was just like it just wasn't my jam I mean I think that's good to be honest about because I think sometimes it's just a very casual you realize it and then you start taking steps to do something about it and it's a lot of yeah. steps and it's it's like a slow burn yeah definitely what was your slow burn like you had 10 years five of those 10 you've been consistently sober the other five in and out and you've described mm -hmm. on your podcast that people kind of didn't take you seriously with your sobriety oh yeah no <laughs> and so there might be people out there who feel that way or who are like yeah. that. What what's your perspective on it now? Well, I mean, listen, we could we could just like be super childish about it and just be like, ew, like those people are gross. Like get new friends. Right. But Very hard no. to do. Very it's, hard to do when you're taking away alcohol, which is probably to a lot of people, if they are trying to cut it out, their best friend. You don't want to cut out anybody else from your life. It's such a, a tether that you're already right. trying to get rid of. Yeah. I mean, it feels like a lot of like scarcity and a lot of loss. Yeah. Which sometimes it, it actually is. Mm -hmm. Like that's just the reality of it. But let's kind of back it up and be like, okay, well, the people not taking you seriously. First and foremost, are you taking yourself seriously are you the girl who's like the girl who cried sobriety mm. it's hard to take someone seriously when they're not taking themselves seriously right. and I 1000 percent was that girl you know it would be like every week it'd be like oh like I'm this is a cleanse or you know you know I had all uh. these kind of like justifications and rationalizations for what I was doing and whatever you know and it was just me trying to find my way yeah I also want to preface this with like, none of this is good or bad. Totally. This is just like one of my my beliefs that like, I actually don't think anything is good or bad. Everything can be justified at some point in time and some way of, you know, it's either an action or reaction. So it's just life. And this is how we learn and, you know, grow and expand. So no matter how painful that can be, right. <laughs> it, it is life. So First of like, I would like to just say, like, are you taking yourself seriously? Mm. If your friends aren't, why? Yeah. You know, no, don't just blame it on them. Right. Let's, you know, they're obviously 
reacting from your actions, right? That's what we do as people. Right. We act, we react, we react, you know, back and forth, mirrors, whatever, whatever you want to call it. That's what's happening. So I wasn't, I wasn't taking myself seriously. When I did decide to take myself seriously, it's really tough on you to assume that because you've changed that everyone else is going to change as well. Ooh, like the biggest lesson I learned. Yes. It doesn't happen that way. Sometimes it does, you know, sometimes you're on the same page with like your partner or your family or, you know, whoever you're surrounding yourself with. And sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. More than likely it doesn't. And that's okay. You know, we're all at different stages. I think what's really important is talking about uh, the support aspect. So someone can not be on the same page as you. Like we can have different views about something or different opinions or whatever. But for someone to not support you and in something that you're trying to do for yourself is a a non-negotiable for me. Right. Knowing the difference, knowing the difference is important. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That definitely helped me weed out some of my relationships. Pretty much all of them, (laughs) to be honest. Um, Sorry. And that's okay. Like, that's yeah. totally okay. It, I'm not going to lie and say that it wasn't um, terrifying at the time. It absolutely was. But it also allowed me space to let other people in mm, and yeah. like other people who I could not even imagine them like treating me like this way or like acting or like being what a real friend is yeah was really cool to like learn and experience so I'll give you an example like my friends in LA when I stopped drinking I mean our friendships consisted of getting together drinking wine and talking shit (laughs) about our other friends which is so insane like it's so to look back on that why right but so many friendships are built on that yeah you know Yeah, totally. I mean, so many friendships are connected with alcohol, even like relationships. It's like a huge pain point on a lot of like clients that we have is like, well, what's going to happen if like my wife or my husband stops drinking? What are we going to do together? (laughs) And that's a harsh reality, you know, like, especially folks that have been married for a long time. And that that's their thing that they do together. Right. And that can feel really scary that they're maybe there's a chance that they could lose that connection or lose that that bond which I mean I hate to say it 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 could yeah you know anything is possible did you know that millennials and gen z are consuming 20 to 30 percent less alcohol and devoting more time to being alcohol free than any other generation before them I fall into that category and I am committed to being a non-drinker My favorite tool has to be Free Spirits. They have three delicious spirits with no alcohol and all the flavor palette of bourbon, gin, and tequila. It's the perfect one-to-one replacement for any of your cocktails. Want to join me for a better drink? Head to drinkfreespirits.com and get yours. Use discount clearheaded20 for 20% off your first purchase. One time use per person. What kind of friendships do you have now that you got rid of those? Freaking amazing friendships. <laughs> Un- 
unbelievable. Like, honestly, I couldn't imagine the people that are in my life now. And I'm so, yeah, I, I have to like pinch myself. I'm like, what? Oh my God. Like, you care about me? Like, Aww. a lot. <laughs> well, you know, I think it goes back to just as, as you mentioned, like the other people are only going to take you as seriously as you take yourself. People yeah. are going to love you as much as you can love. And it sounds like you're also a pretty good friend. I mean, we've been chatting and I feel like you're my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would I would bet a pretty penny that mm. you are also able to become a better friend uh, totally. along with getting some better friends yourself. And that's something really fun to look forward to in the yeah. midst of all the loss that you – and I, I find this true to myself, too, is I'm able to be a more patient, a more present daughter, mm. sister, friend, partner. Yeah. So it is a give and take of cutting out that loss, like you said, but it's making room for something so much bigger. So, so much bigger and so much like, yeah, it's like you, do, you don't even really know what like love or friendship or connection really is. Mm-hmm until yeah. you like experience and it's like true like unconditional like love and support yeah and I've never really had that because I never really knew what it was or like I guess gave it a chance or was even really looking for that because right. <laughs> I was so busy like filling myself up with other things to distract myself right yeah yeah absolutely it's like when you've never tasted a flavor before yeah. And someone's like, oh, my God, I really love caramel. And you've never had caramel. Do you say caramel, caramel? How do you say it? Car- caramel? Caramel? Yeah. If you've never had caramel before. <laughs> <laughs> and someone's like, oh, my gosh. Like the TVs and the movies are like, you've got to get caramel. Caramel is the best thing. It's out there. It's already. So you're just like, all right, yeah. well, I got to get caramel. This might yeah. look like caramel. This kind of seems like it could be caramel. And it's not until you yeah. – you actually go to the place within yourself or you set the other things down and you make room and you allow caramel to come right into your life. Going back to what you just said, which is that your clients, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what you <laughs> built. Sure. You know, I mean, yeah. you're, first of all, listen, guys, I'm a fan, okay? I'm just <laughs> saying it now. Maybe you'll be watching this. Maybe you'll just be listening, but I'm wearing my Sober Girl merch. Under $40, yeah. it's the best, it's comfy. You have built so many things. You have merch, you have courses, you have just just so much. Not even to mention your podcast that as of right now, today is 157 episodes in. Mm. I mean, <laughs> yowza. When did you go, okay, I want to build something. Now I have this, yeah. I feel good about this. I want to build something so others will come. That's a good question because I kind of was a little bit like coerced into into doing this. Fun. <laughs> Tell me that about that combo. I, there was a lot of, of resistance. You know, I, I, I definitely am an action person. And so like of course like the, the the courses and the and the programs and all that, like the foundational stuff, like that that that's at my core. I love I love all the stuff that I've created in in that regard, but like the podcast and the blog, I mean, is kind of where it started, but my friends are like, Oh, you should start a blog and like, you should do a podcast. I'm like, 
ew, can I be any more of a millennial? Can I be any more typical? Like just a stereotypical. <laughs> and they're like, no, but like you, you just you just have to because your your writing is great, but you kinda like if you don't if I don't know you, mm-hmm. I would think you're kind of an asshole. I'm like, yeah. Hundred percent. I have a lot of attitude in my writing. That's for sure. And so my my other friend was like, I think a podcast would be a great medium because then people can like really get to know you and know that you are a really loving asshole. And when you are an asshole, like you're their asshole, you know. Like so, I I did it, and I just I loved it. Like I love the podcast. Is just there's nothing that I don't love about what I what I do. I just feel really lucky that there's like, I love every aspect of what we're doing from the merch stuff to like social media. We are starting, thank God the pandemic is like allowing us to open up a little bit more. So we have started doing events now and we're hopefully going to be doing like events across the U.S., which I'm really excited about. So you kind of stumbled into this opportunity. You kind of bit the bullet and did the part that you were the most afraid of doing and like cringe, almost cringe. Total cringe. Cringed out by. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And you fell in in love with it and you love what you're doing. Like 1,000%. So what I'm going to take away from that is don't be afraid to just kind of step into what you might even think is cringy, which I mean, it all comes back to judging Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you ju- you're judging the idea of what it's going to look like and how people are going to perceive it. And, totally. And that also comes down to trying to control, you know, I really should just go ahead and say, because that's how I am. I'm judgy mm-hmm. and I, and I, and I want to control everything. And it's something I'm really working on. Yeah. I said this year that I wasn't going to be judgmental. I was going to be curious. There should be another word for like judgmental, like just cautious cautious yeah Uh, cautious Uh, what my therapist told me (laughs) i love my therapist uh she said we're humans and we're gonna be judgmental it's it's like inherently in us for sure where it gets toxic is when you expect other people to change pivot or behave differently Mm -hmm. because of your judgment Uh, that's where it gets toxic but you think we could like even pull that back to drinking or becoming sober yeah you said earlier just because you now have a judgment or an assessment or you are proceeding with caution in a different way with alcohol or any substance yeah doesn't mean that the people around you have to proceed with the same caution for sure but it also means that you get to step away from people who no longer align with your new view. Yes, definitely. And it's hard to clean up, like, I like to call it, like, cleaning up that, that leaky energy. Like, where are the energy mm. leaks? You know, like, you, yes. don't, you don't always have to. Oh, my God. I heard the best line ever today. Share it, share it. Oh, my God. It's so good. Okay. Um, it's you don't have to be going on a trip. To wish someone bon voyage. Oh. Dead, right? Dead. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So like you can say, like you can say like, good day. Like this isn't serving me. Like doesn't have to be a big dramatic, like drawn out, like I hate you. I'm never talking to you again. It's like this just, we're not vibing. Like 
Yeah. Bon voyage. Like, I wish you well. Bon voyage. Yeah, there's yeah. no bad intention or anger or animosity behind it. It's just a, this is not working, and yeah. you need to go on the plane of your life and, you know, or the boat or whatever. Or maybe you yourself need to go on the plane or the boat to get out. Is that how you said goodbye to alcohol this last five years was it tumultuous was there yeah. anger or did you bon voyage it oh bon voyage all the way home like <laughs> and that that's the difference right like I right. was trying to like white knuckle it like you know through AA and stuff like that like I was living in fear like okay if I have a drink like I'm gonna die or like something horrible is gonna happen or like I'm going to hurt someone or da, 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 da. which yeah it could happen but you can't live in that fear to right. like make choices like that's the worst possible thing and it never worked for me so when I came around and we do this in in coaching a lot is like reverse engineer what you want your life to look like oh I love that yes when I came up with like the equation for my life alcohol just didn't make the cut it didn't help me like wake up early in the morning right it hindered that I wanted to eat healthy and feel really light and like energized alcohol absolutely does not do that yeah you know and even like to the type of person that I want to be and like how I want to show up in relationships and even for myself alcohol does not let me be that that woman. Yeah, most importantly for yourself. Yeah. It is interesting. And I think that that's where, I mean, I can speak from my personal journey. I was not focusing Mm. on the positives that having alcohol out of my life was. When I would say, I would wake up and I would have made some mistakes and I would have been like, oh, the alcohol. Mm -hmm. (sighs) You know what? I'm just going to like quit for 30 days. I'm going to do 30 days and I'd make it to 10 because on the 10th day or the 7th or the 5th or the 3rd or the next day or later that night, you know, the amount of times that I swore it off, the reason that I came back to it was because I saw the good that I thought it brought my life, Mm. which was, but how do I have fun? Alcohol, fun. Yeah. Alcohol, escape. Alcohol, sleep. Yeah. And re, reward. Re, right. Reward. Reward. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying, I'm hearing you say is like reprogram your brain on how you perceive alcohol and how actually bring it to facts. How does it really impact your life? Does it really bring fun? Maybe. Okay, sure. If that's where you're at. But what does it also really bring? A yeah. hangover? Yeah. A fight? You know, a a DUI or the inability to drive a car and Ubers. And there's so many things that it does also factually bring. So just looking and and changing that perspective. That's so so great that you offer that. How long have you been doing coaching? Um, about four years now. Any any big realizations that you've learned through coaching other people or building a system? Yeah, we're not different. (laughs) Everyone thinks that no one thinks or feels the same way or they feel like isolated and they maybe they are in their in their immediate Mm -hmm. reality right or in their Mm -hmm. community around them but it's not the case they're not not necessarily special this is actually very common these are very common feelings and this is a very common reaction to those feelings yeah and it's okay and you are absolutely not alone oh that's such a good thing to learn and to hear yeah thank you for pushing past the cringe, starting something amazing, giving something for 
girls and women to look into and strive to, giving Mm. tools, having good combos, and having this conversation with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for reaching out. And thanks for being a sober girl supporter and a sober girl yourself. Yeah. Like repping it. the sweatshirt. (laughs) Repping it. Repping it hard. Love it. Yeah. Always. Always. This episode was produced by Sarah Ashcraft, music by Honeydew, and recorded at The Wave. For more tips, tricks, and tools, subscribe to our mailing list by heading to theclearheadedpodcast.com and entering in your email. Talk to you next week.